Whoa, would you look at that, folks? Our next contestant on The Price is Right is famous for his wonderful, award-winning podcast, The Best in the West, the millennial man-child himself, Miles Casey. Come on down, Miles. Come on down. Oh, yeah. Ah. Woo, people love me. What's up, folks? Welcome back to the Millennial Man-Child Podcast. And as always, I'm your host, Miles Casey. Uh, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. I'm doubling down on the, the terrible intros because I've had a realization. I had a realization that those terrible intros really are the backbone of this podcast. Yeah, I said it. They're horrible. They're painful. They are poorly thought up. Even poorer of execution when it comes to the voices and yeah all of it so it's the only thing that makes this podcast unique i've decided yep that's it those terrible intros me doing some goofy shit that makes no sense it's the only thing that gives it that that miles that millennial man child flair that pizzazz the you can't see it right now but i'm doing jazz hands you can't see it but they're happening you know so yeah i'm keeping it and, and, and like I said, it's the backbone of the podcast. You have to you have to get through the horrible, painful, often unlistenable suffering that is the intro to get to the good, sweet, delicious nectar, to the knowledge and, you know, infinite wisdom that I deliver afterwards. It's only fair. It's really, like I said, it's, you gotta, it's the give and the take, the yin and the yang. That's what this is. So, yeah, I'm, I'm doubling down. I'm keeping it. And, and in the same vein, that is The Price is Right. Uh, like I said, those horrible intros, backbone of my podcast, The Price is Right, that was the backbone of daytime television back in the day. Right? I don't know how many of you were often sick as a young child staying home from school. Uh, for me, it was quite frequently. I wasn't usually sick, honestly, but I was playing hooky frequently. Uh, I did not want to be at school. I was a a child who liked to play video games and watch cartoons. Big surprise, right? So I would, you know, fake a stomachache. Mom, my stomach hurts. We we ain't kind of feeling warm, you know, whatever. Make up some excuse and stay home from school. But the problem was back in the day, there wasn't a lot of stuff to watch on TV, you know. There was, especially during the day, weekday, daytime, horrible. It was a a ghost town out there. You had, like, Judge Judy, maybe Jerry Springer, Maury Povich, uh, Ricky Lake. Like, it was horrible. There's nothing out there for kids. Not a single cartoon, some terrible soap operas, reruns for days. So it was bleak. And one of the highlights, I would, me personally, my whole morning was, like, organized around trying to make sure I watched The Price is Right when I was uh, homesick from school. Because it was the only highlight. You gotta see, you gotta get involved. You could play the games as well. It was, it was so much fun. I enjoyed The Price is Right. It was the best thing for when you were sick. You know, I'd have my little Sprite queued up and be over there sipping it because my tummy was hurting, you know. Wink, wink. And just loving the games. Trying to win. Like, no, bitch, you gotta hire the TV's more expensive, you know, playing the little Yodeler game, playing the Plinko, all of it. I, I dream, I still dream of being on there. But 
it's not the same now that Bob Barker's not there. It's just like, eh, it's not as interesting. Because that was half the fun. Especially as a kid, watching people lose their shit when they met Bob Barker. Oh, that was the best. So, very fond memories. And that's why it was the backbone of daytime television, just like those horrible intros backbone of this podcast. So, now that that's been established, <laughs> we can get into today's episode. But, and I guess I should note, note up here that today's episode going to be a little unorthodox. I'm just going to do a stream of consciousness. We're going... 30 minutes of the man-child on the mic, or recorder in this case, because I'm just changing it up. I want to see if I can do it. I like to challenge myself, and it just seems like a good time to see, like, what can you do? Can I just sit there and talk for 30 minutes and not be a fucking idiot the whole time? The answer is no, but here we are. We're making it happen, and we're trying. That's all you can do. You gotta try. (laughs) But uh, as always, you know, before we get too much into it, I did want to Give a quick shout out. Thank you all for listening, subscribing, uh, sharing, rating, leaving comments, all that fun stuff on iTunes really helps out. Um, Thank you for that. It is much appreciated. Also, follow me on social media at MilesKC06 on Instagram and MKC06 on Twitter. Um, Yeah, what else? That's that's pretty much it. So, yeah, let's just get into it. I did want to give a couple of quick shout outs to some friends. One in particular, my buddy Omar, one of my oldest friends on this planet Earth. We grew up together, A1 since day one, playing fucking two-hand touch football out in the street, you know, growing up, hustling, all that stuff. Uh, He just had his first little baby boy, which is awesome. Congratulations to him and his wife, Liz. Very happy for them. That's exciting stuff, but it's not often you have a friendship that spans almost 20 years when I'm only, you know, 27 years old, which is crazy. So it's just, uh, I just wanted to give a shout out to him. It's very awesome. I'm happy for him. Um, He's one of those people who has always really supported me when I'm trying to do some stupid stuff like become a comic or create a podcast. He, he's one of the people that listens to my crackpot ideas and joke premises and All of that stuff, so just a big thank you to him and congratulations to him and his family. How cool is that? He started a family now. Oh, that's awesome. So that's fun. Uh, Another quick shout out to uh, the first guest I had on this podcast. I'm sure you remember a few weeks ago, I had the the special guest, Brendan Pranowitz, showed up, you know, on the Manchild podcast. We talked about writing. We talked about traveling. It was a great conversation. Go back and listen to it if you haven't. I think you'll enjoy it. But I wanted to give a quick shout out to him because he got a short, a nonfiction short story published by Chico State University. And it is just a fantastic little short story. I really enjoyed it. It's about a homeless man <clears throat> named Earthquake, Earthquake Brad. It's kind of infamous around the area. And it's just a great story. It has some awesome imagery, some great symbology, and some good laughs. It's just well done. It's only like 10 minutes, too. So if you enjoyed that episode, if you enjoyed listening to Brand, uh, Brandon Pranowitz, check it out. I'll post some links. The story's called Alien, and it really hit home for me. I thought it was a well-done piece, and I really enjoyed it. So check that out as well, also. Uh, I think I think you'll like it, folks. And I'll, I'll post links on Twitter, Instagram, all that fun stuff, too. 
All right. So that was kind of some of the stuff I want to talk to off the front. Now I just got some some topics here that I want to go over. I guess we'll start here. And I'm even reluctant to even talk about this because hopefully some of you have no idea who this is or don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But it's just it's an atrocity. It's it's horrible. But um, little Tay is this like nine year old girl. I don't know if she's internet famous, Instagram famous, what you want to call it, but she's pretends to be a rapper or something and is quote unquote the youngest flexer in the game. She ha- is always holding like stacks of money, pretending to drive Ferraris, kind of crazy shit. And it's just like, I don't know how this is a thing. Like, I, it's so crazy that, and she has like 2 million followers or something. I, I don't know if I might be making that number up, but. She has, like, a big following, this little nine-year-old girl. I can only imagine what kind of craziness that is doing to her. Like, she's going to have the most monstrosity, terrible ego when she grows up. She's going to be a nightmare to deal with. And I'm sure her parents are just great people. But how, like, she, she's, oh, I just don't even have the words for it. Because this is the entertainment that people want today, I guess. It, it seems to be blowing up. There's this whole little crew, this whole little internet crew of them, and they fake beef with each other and pretend to fight and get mad. And like the whole, like the Cash Me Outside girl isn't part of that. Like somehow she's famous. Ugh, what are we doing, folks? Why do we make these people famous? What does it say about our culture? Oh my God, it's horrible. I mean, I guess maybe there's part of me that's just, just, jealous or mad or angry because I'm like I want to I would love to have some attention like that so maybe I'm just a jealous little hater you know like she says oh you hate us little t- oh you haters don't know what you're talking about so yeah maybe she's right she's doing something that I guess I don't have my finger on the pulse compared to her she's fucking killing the game so it's just it's just wild to think that this little nine-year-old girl is living some kind of crazy life like this it makes no sense only in an in America, in our horrible culture, can this be possible? A nine-year-old should be doing nine-year-old shit. Just chilling, hanging with her friends, doing some finger painting, fucking water balloon fight. Not pretending to drive a Ferrari and holding up a stack of cash to your face like it's a phone and you're making a phone call. Like, come on. You're better than... We're, we're like, ugh. It's so painful to watch. And people love it. They eat it up. So, yeah. And here I am talking about it, making it more well-known, making it out in the ether even more, so I'm part of the problem for sure, but it's just like, and, and do yourself a favor, don't check it out, like, actually do, you have to, just go, just go watch it, little Tay, just Instagram it, or whatever, watch one video, get, get a taste, because it, it seems like, uh, yeah, I don't know, it's just gross, it makes me a little sick to my stomach almost, it seems like they're exploiting this little girl, who knows, but yeah, I don't know. I guess that's no different than a child actor, is it, really? I mean, probably not. But speaking of little, little Tay, little, little, and, like, just the little, that little, I can't, I'm saying little a million times now. Uh. I should smoke another bowl. But you know what I'm talking about. Little has been ruined. That, that prefix, oh my god. Just, it's just been obliterated. Little Wayne you know, great job, he's a man, he's a goat, 
one of those guys will go down the rap history, Hall of Fame, whatever. Awesome. But now there are so many Lils that it's embarrassing. You can't even... It's it's so played out. It's so washed. It's like, who get this shit out of here. Hip-hop and the rap community is one of the most like creative... They're always coming up with new words and new sayings and changing how people use language. But this whole little thing has been taken to an extreme. And it's just gotta die. It's gotta go. I mean, I might make a fucking little little something as my rap name. Because get them while the getting's still good. Oh wait, no, they've all been gotten. It's horrible. They just move on. We gotta get rid of it. It's just, it's sad at this point. That's all I'm saying. Just, I don't know. It's, it's it's not as sad as Little Tay, but Little Tay is why Lil is not in the same place it used to be. That thing's it's, it's on death's door for sure, at least in my opinion. But then again, every once in a while, still even, uh, you know, listen to Little Yachty every once in a while, listen to Little Pump, like, they, they fucking suck me back in somehow, those Lils, even though I think they should be, you know, I'm trying to be dead to them, they're dead to me, I don't know. But... Anyways, moving on, uh, the the other thing that's kind of been taking the internet by storm, I guess that's what this podcast is about, I'm just going to be talking highlights of the internet, <laughs> isn't that fun, nobody's going to want to listen to this, it's horrible, but <laughs> the two things that really hit the internet hard lately were that whole Yanny and Laurel thing, I'm sure you people heard of this, right? It's just the same thing, like, with that dress. Is it blue? Is it gold? Does anybody actually give a fuck? No! But, of course, this is America, so we turn this into a thing. we got to have a strong opinion on it. Uh, I heard both, so I don't really give a fuck. It just seems like some little, you know, when I was, like, holding my phone closer to my ear, I was hearing, like, Laurel, Laurel. And then when I was, like, listening to it on my computer speakers and my computer was farther away, I was hearing Yanny, Yanny, it's... It's, it's both. Why? Who cares? It's probably just some fucking audio engineer dude who's in his basement like, hey, hey, I'm making this little thing and it'll fucking go crazy on the internet. And everybody will get distracted and nobody will focus on anything. It, we probably got, probably passed like some horrible, terrible bill. It's just like murdering children's okay. And nobody even knew about it because we were all busy looking at fucking, no, what what'd you think it was? Was it Yanny? I thought it was Laurel. <laughs> Like, we're so, I don't know, the, 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 the ability to be distracted and caught up in the whole thing is just like, it's crazy these days. It's so easy to get distracted and it's so, it's so prevalent. It's something that I feel like we are just such a distracted nation. Me included. I don't fucking, I just recently downloaded some video games on my phone. I haven't had video games on my phone in years, mainly because... The f- old phone I had would not allow me to play video games. I A, didn't have any space on my phone, and B, it would have been a shit show. But now, you know, got the new phone a while back. Finally decided to, you know what, I'll just download a game. Worst idea ever. That thing has taken up so much of my time. I am addicted to it already. And it's like, oh, that's why I don't download games. I have this thing in me that just is broken. And when I start playing games, I'm just, like, obsessive. Like, I must be the best at this. I gotta beat it. And clearly that's not gonna happen because I don't have the time. I'm not the best, really, at anything. So, 
yeah, I just, it's, it's, uh, you know, just adding to my distractions. Another thing on the list, social media, games, YouTube, Netflix. It's fucking endless, folks. And how do you combat it? You know, how do you fight it off? Because it's so easy. The way our brain works, the way my brain works, it's always just like, you know what? Go towards pleasure. Go away from pain. Ooh, that's going to be difficult. That's going to be hard. You don't want to do that. Just head towards the thing that's that's easy. That's fun. Lighthearted. Hee hee hee. You know? And that's what this game is. It's called Rise Up. It's like you have to protect your balloon. You have to knock all this shit out of the way. And eh, you don't care. But it's a lot of fun. It's addictive. Rise up. Check it out if you're wanting to waste some more time. <laughs> Which is not what this is about. We're not wasting time. But, yeah, so it's so distracted. Our whole nation, it seems like. You know? And it's not even it's not even just distraction. It's just... It's almost like technology <clears throat> has all made us so much more arrogant in a way, too. We all think we know everything. We all think, since we have access to the internet... That we all have the answers to everything. And that we're always right. And we don't even realize we have these you know, implicit biases in us. We don't realize that we're kind of living in a bubble. We often are just looking for confirmation bias when we go searching for information. All of this stuff. you know. And I do it. I'm, I'm guilty of it as much as the next person. For sure. Like a good example is like I was watching the NBA playoffs recently. And... There's a ton of fucking commercials, as always, with, with any sporting game. Maybe soccer's not so bad, but tons of commercials. And I fucking loathe commercials. I hate them with a passion. And one of the things that really bugs me is like when a super famous actor like Jennifer Garner or Samuel L. Jackson is in like a Capital One commercial or they're selling a fucking credit card. Like a serious actor who's been in some awesome movies. Django, Pulp Fiction, you know, whatever whatever else and then you see him in his little fucking goofy hat and, and glasses and he's like hey my capital one credit card you motherfuckers that was not even close to a samuel l jackson voice but he does say motherfucker sometimes <laughs> and i just just like it just disgusts me it's like oh samuel you're you're a serious actor who is in a capital one commercial now like ugh just let, you know, let people who are struggling, people pick up those scraps. You don't need a fucking Capital One commercial. You don't need that money, right? And it makes me, first of all, I, I do have beef with Capital One, I must say. They are the ones who I have my auto loan with. So I don't associate Capital One with happy to begin with. So maybe that's part of it. But I just, I, I just don't like it when actors do that, serious actors. And then, you know... The next thing I see, a couple commercials later in that same commercial break, actually, I see Kevin Hart doing a Mountain Dew commercial. And for some reason, I was perfectly okay with it, right? So I had to look at that. I was like, why is it okay? Oh, oh, because Kevin Hart's a comedian. And I have this soft spot, obviously. Like, you know, I like to pretend that I'm a comedian in my spare time. So it's like, oh, I, I recognize that. And like, you know what? Go ahead and get that cutter, Chevin. That Kevin Cheddar. Oh, I just said some ass backward shit there. Forget that Cheddar Kevin <laughs> is what I meant to say. And it's because he's a comic. But he's way more famous. He has like 55 million Instagram followers. Like, he's not hurting. He's doing all right. You know, right? It's like, leave some scraps for the rest of us. Even with him. But, yeah. For some reason, I, I that was a bias that I caught. 
and it doesn't have to, anything to do with political, this, that, or the other. It's just like one little thing. It's like, oh. And we all have these biases, whether, you know, in my case, it's like leaning towards the favor of a comedian or free speech or whatever it may be. I, I, I have my biases, but they're much deeper than that. And a lot of time we don't really analyze them or think about them. So they just kind of, we kind of blindly are led by them, you know? And that's why there's such a, such a breakdown in communication these days, it seems like. There's no dialogue. There's no back and forth. There's no nuance. It's just, ooh, I have an opinion in a talking point, and I'm right. So I'm just going to spew this at your face instead of listening to what you said, trying to pick apart why you think that's the case, and then going from there and having a discussion. It's just like, nah, I'm right because I read this on the internet, and the internet's always right. Except for the part of the internet you read, which is fake news. You know, it's it's crazy to think that we're not all, to some extent, in our own little bubble. Because we are. I mean, I see it. It's so funny. Sometimes I'll... I follow, I follow a lot of comedians. So if something is <clears throat> on Twitter affecting comedians, you know, I see it a bunch and a bunch. And I'll think, oh my god, the whole world is so worried about... What is happening with comedians? Everybody knows about this. How could they not know about this? And then I'll talk to one of my good buddies, and they'll they'll look at me and be like, "What the fuck are you talking about? Like, I never, I didn't hear about that. That's not even on my radar." And I go, "Oh, again, I'm in my own little comedian bubble. I'm in this little fucking thing where I just think that it's important to me, so it's important to everyone. And we all, again, I think we all kind of do that. I don't know." And, and, and again, I don't know what the answer is, but I think it starts with more communication, with figuring out how to talk to each other better, how to not just dismiss or get angry and just assume the worst of people. Because I, I think a lot of it is, it, it's it's just very personal, but it's it, it shouldn't be, you know? We don't need to identify with these ideas so heavily. We don't have to make them who we are, right? You can be so much more than just a person on the left and you should be or on the right you don't I, I just I, I get so sick of these labels especially those because it's you know you know my feelings on this it's just it's exhausting these days all these labels like I don't I, I do like identify with a lot of the left but I don't like to label myself as a left anymore not at all because it's just so it's uh, there's so much baggage that comes with either side you know you can't be your own person anymore you have to like either fit in with the pack or or if you are that side then oh you're already automatically this 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 and the other you know it's just ugh, i can't get over it. it's exhausting and we have to figure a way a way to get over it and like i said communication has to improve and maybe things like this having podcasts and having long form conversations and maybe when i have more guests on we can talk about that type of stuff but it's it's one of those things where it's it, it'll probably course correct, right? It just seems to be heading down a, this path a little faster and more viciously recently in the future. Uh, recently and heading into the future. It just seems to be kind of escalating. I don't know. But again, maybe that's just me being in my bubble. Because I feel like a lot of times when I'm just going about my normal day-to-day, -day, life seems good. I, I must admit, I'm not feeling anxious. I'm not really too worried. I don't. You know, I do live in a, a beach town. So, again, another bubble. It's pretty hard to be really angry and feeling in a shitty mood when you're walking right next to the ocean and it's a beautiful, sunny sky, you know, 
So again, it's it's just it's just something I kind of wanted to talk about a little bit. See what maybe what your thoughts on it were, because we all have these biases within us. We all have these uh, bubbles that we kind of live in, and I just find it fascinating to think that people have this almost air or ego about them that says, no, nah, not me. I don't live in a bubble. I don't have biases. I've checked all of my privileges at the door. I know what I'm doing. It's like, no, nah, you don't. Everybody has this. It's the way our brain is wired. It's how we work. It's not, it's not so easy, you know? And it's just better to kind of, I guess one of the things I like to do is just point them out a little bit. Like I, I, was laughing at myself because I pointed out that I had the bias for the comedian. Like that was one easy one for me, you know? So I don't know. Just just something to think about, a little something to chew on, if you will. Maybe what are your biases? What are things that you need to look at and pay attention to more? Do you have something that you kind of favor and you don't really know why? Hmm? Ask yourself the deeper questions. That's all I'm saying. But yeah. Um, hmm. So we're at about 25 minutes here, so we'll start to wrap things up a little bit. This went by a little bit quicker than I thought. Hopefully it wasn't terrible. I think I held it together all right. It's nice just for me to try and change things up and just see what I can do and keep pushing the limits and trying new things because, you know, I'm just trying to grow. You guys get it. I'm trying to improve myself, trying to keep pushing myself a little bit harder, and that was another little test I did today, trying a different method and Keeping it all together for 30 minutes is much harder than breaking it up into a six-minute segment, then a 15-minute segment, and then a six-minute segment, you know, or whatever it may be. It's a, it's a different type of muscle, and I like it. It's good. It's a different way of using my brain, and I feel like it activates different parts of my brain, and I come up with different ideas while I'm doing this. So it was a fun exercise, and I did enjoy it, but <clears throat> I guess as we're wrapping things up here, I did want to say, I won't spoil it, no spoilers, but the new Deadpool movie was pretty awesome. Um, I did go watch that today with my brother. Oh, and a pro tip for all of you poor people out there like me. Uh, if you sign up for AMC's like free movie thing, their little pass or whatever, you get $5 tickets on Tuesdays. So naturally, me and my brother uh, both p ponied up 5 bucks, went and watched Deadpool, hilarious movie i thought it was really funny um it's one of my favorite superhero franchises whatever you want to call it i don't really like most of them because i feel like they're too pompous or too self-righteous or just like uh, just kind of played out or i don't know i'm just not as big of a fan basically and this one i like it because <laughs> ryan reynolds and deadpool he's just a fucking goofball he will say the raunchy thing he will you know, do he's like a, a hero, but kind of not at the same time, if that makes sense. He's kind of just like, I'll do whatever I want. I'm Deadpool. Like, I don't know. I, I just really like it. I think it's funny. So I did go watch that with my brother. It was, it was really good. Uh, maybe not as good as the first one, but close, close. Definitely worth a watch. Uh, that will be, I guess, one of my recommendations for this week. The other thing I would say to check out is... Uh, is a book I'm reading. It's called The Electric Kool-Aid Acid Test, written by Tom Wolfe, who passed away, I think, last week. So, R.I.P. Tom Wolfe. But it's just a crazy book about, I believe, you know, the Merry Pranksters and the crazy acid uh, kind of springing 
of that social movement in San Francisco and all of that. It's about that basically, and I'm I'm starting to re- to read it, get into it a little bit more, and I'm really enjoying it. So check that out. I think you'll be kind of interested in it. It's just about it's a little bit of history, also kind of talking about the drug movement and the psychedelics and all that fun stuff in the crazy, you know, 1960s and 70s. So check that out. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it, folks. We did it. Um, I hope you're having, you know, I hope life's treating you well. I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, uh, I'll be back same time next week. Thanks for listening. And until next time, folks, Millennial Man Child. My goodness, baby happens. I've been getting fucked. Oh, I'm playing. I'm just playing, y'all. I can let the beat ride out for a little bit, you know? Get some excitement rolling. Uh. Hey. I've been getting fucking throw with your bitch. Ain't no chrome on my hip. I don't need a gal. I pull up, pipe your sister, then I dip. Now that's slick. Gravy taking trips. Fly out to Madrid and pour sangria on some tits. Hey. Hey, coffee on my Jordans. Gravy so important. Like I'm Billy Bob Thornton Ooh, ooh Yeah, I'm cruising in that foreign That's the Honda Civic And it's got your bitch pouring Oh, lordy Continental breakfast with the goddamn porridge Side bitch yellow But my main bitch is orange Yeah, I guess she might fake bake But she got that great cake I pull up and I shake bake Ooh Yeah, she like me cause my tractor Gravy come through, finesse your fucking chiropractor. Dirty ass beat, that's word to young caster. You thought I made you biscuits, I'm just mixing up the batter. Ooh, coffee on my Jordans, gravy so important. Pull up on your bitch like I'm Billy Bob Thornton. Ooh, ooh, yeah, I'm cruising in that foreign. That's a Honda Civic, and it's got your bitch pouring. I'll never be a scrub.